Chapter 4 The Keeper of the Keys Boom! They knocked again. Dudley jerked away. Where's the cannon? He said stupidly. There was a crash behind them and Uncle Vernon came skidding into the room. He was holding a rifle in his hand. Now they knew what had been in the law. Thin package he had brought with him. Who's there? He shouted. I warn you, I'm armed. There was a smash. Then, smash! The door was hit with such force that it swung clean off its hinges and with a deafening crash landed flat on the floor. The giant of a, a giant of a man was standing in the doorway. His face was completely hidden by long shaggy mane of hair and a wild tangled beard. But you could make out of his eyes glinting like black beetles under all hair. The giant squeezed his way into the hut stooping so that his head had just brushed the ceiling. He bent down, picked up the gun, uh, I mean door, and fitted it easily into its frame. The noise of the storm outside dropped a little. He turned to look at them all. Could it make us a cup of tea? Yeah, it's not been an easy journey. He strode over to sofa where Dudley sat frozen with the fear. Yay! Great lump! Dudley squeaked and ran to hide behind his mother, who was crouching, terrified behind Uncle Bonnie. And here's Harry! Harry looked up into the fierce, wild, shadowy face and saw that beetle eyes were crinkled in his way. Last time I saw you were only a baby, said the giant. Yay! Look lot like you dead, but you've got your mum's eyes. Uncle Vernon made a funny rasping noise. I demand that you leave at once, sir, he said. You are breaking and entering. Ah, shut up, Dursley, you great prune, said the giant. He reached over the back to the back of the sofa, jerked the gun out of Uncle Vernon's hand, bent it to a knot as easily as it had been made of rubber, and threw it into a corner of the room. Uncle Vernon made a funny noise like a mouse being trodden on. Anyway, Harry, said the giant, turning his back on the Dursley, a very happy birthday to ye. Got so much for ye here. I might sat on it at some point, but it'll taste alright. From an inside pocket of his black overcoat, he pulled a slightly squashed box. Harry opened it with trembling fingers. Inside was a large sticky chocolate cake with Happy Birthday Harry written on it in green icing. Harry looked up at Giant. He meant to say thank you, but words got lost into the way of his mouth. And what he said instead was, Who are you? The Giant chuckled. True, I haven't introduced myself. myself. Rubius Hagrid Keeper of three keys and grounds at Hogwarts. He held out an enormous hand and shook Harry's whole arm. What about a tea then? Then A, eh? he said, rubbing his hands together. I'd not say they'd get some if he got mind. His eyes fell on the empty grate with the shriveled crisp packet in it and he snorted. He bent down over the fireplace. They couldn't see what he was doing, but when he drew back a second later, there was a roaring fire there. It filled the whole damp hut with flickering light and 
Harry felt the warmth wash over him as to he had sunken into hot bath. The giant sat back down on sofa which sagged under his weight and began taking all sort of things out of his pockets of his coat. A copper kettle, a squashy package of sausages, a poker, a teapot, several chipped mugs and a bottle of some amber liquid which he took a swig from before starting to make tea. Soon the hut was full of sound and smell of sizzling sausage. Nobody said a thing while the giant was working, but he slid the first six fat juicy slightly burnt sausages from the poker. Dudley fidgeted a little. Uncle Vernon said sharply, Don't touch anything he gives you, Dudley. The giant chuckled darkly. Ye great pudding of a son done need fat and you fatten anymore. Tersely, don't worry. He passed his sausages to Harry, who was hungry. He had never tasted anything so wonderful, but he still couldn't take his eyes off his of him. He said, I'm sorry. But I still don't really know who you are. The giant took a gulp of tea and wiped his mouth with the back of his hand. Call me Hagrid, he said. Everyone does. And like I told ye, I am the keeper of Hogwarts. Ye all know about Hogwarts, of course. And now, said Harry. Hagrid looked shocked. Sorry, he said scoopy. Sorry, barked Hagrid. Ignore turning to stare at the Dursleys who shrank back into the shadows. It's them I should be sorry. I knew you were getting your letters, but I never thought you didn't even know about Hogwarts. So crying out loud. Did you never wonder where your parents learned it all? All what? asked Harry. Daddy All what? Hagrid thundered. Now wait just one second. He had leapt, leapt to his feet in his anger. He seemed to fill the whole hut. The Dursleys were cowering against the wall. Do you mean to tell me, he growled at the Dursleys, that this boy, this boy knows no, nothing about, about anything? Harry thought this was going a bit far. He had been to school after all. His marks weren't bad. I know something, he said. I can, you know, do maths and stuff. But Hagrid simply waved his hand and said, About our world, I mean your world, my world, your parents' world. What world? Hagrid looked as he was going to explore. Dursley! Uncle Vernon had gone very pale, spurred something that looked like Mimble Wimble. <laughs> Hagrid started wildly at Harry. But you must know about your mum and dad, he said. I mean, they're famous. You're famous. What? My mum and dad weren't famous, were they? You don't know. You don't know. Hagrid ran his fingers through this hair, through his hair, fixing Harry with a bewildered stare. You don't know about what they are, he said finally. Uncle Vernon suddenly st- found his voice. Stop! He commanded. Stop right there, sir. I forbid you to tell the boy anything. A braver man than Vernon Teasley would have quailed under the furious look Hagrid now gave him. When Hagrid spoke up, his every syllable trembled with rage. You never told him. Never told him. What was in the letter tumbled to left for him? I saw that. 
sought Dumbledore leave it justly, and you've kept it from him all these years. Keep far from me, said Harry eagerly. Stop! I forbid you, yelled Uncle Vernon in panic, and Aunt Petunia gave a gasp of horror. Ah, go boil your heads, both of you, said Harry. Harry, you're a wizard. There was a silence in the hut. Only the sea and whistling wind could be heard. I'm a what? gasped Harry. A wizard, of course, said Hagrid, sitting back down on the sofa which groaned and sank even lower. And a thumping goodin, I'd say, once you've been trained up a bit with a mum with a mum and dad like lost. What else would you keep it? And I reckon it about time you read your letter. Harry stretched about his hand and at last to take the yellowish envelope addressed in emerald green to Mr. Harry Potter, the floor hut on the rock. DC. He pulled out the letter and read. Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Yeah, I forgot to tell my number. Yeah. Headmaster Albus Dumbledore. Order of Merlin. First class. If you want this letter in your photo, so just contact 963-735-2515. Headmaster Albus Dumbledore. Order of Merlin. First class. Grand Sock. Chief Warlock. Supreme Magwamp. International Confederate of Wizards. Dear Mr. Potter, we are pleased to inform you that you have a place at Howard School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Please find and close a list of all necessary book and equipment. The term begins on 1st September. We await by our by no later than 31st July. Yours sincerely, Minerva McGonagall, Deputy Headmistress. Questions exploded inside Harry's head like fireworks and he couldn't decide which to ask. After a few minutes, he stammered, What does it mean to await by my own Calvin goblins? That reminds me, said Hagrid, clapping a hand to his forehead, forehead with enough force to knock over a cart house and from yet another pocket inside his overcoat he pulled an out a real life rather ruffled looking owl a long quill and a roll of parchment with his tongue between his teeth he scribbled a note which Harry could read upside down dear Mr. Dumbledore giving Harry his given Harry his little letter taking him to buy his things tomorrow weather's horrible hope you are well Hagrid Hagrid rolled up the note, gave it to the owl, which clamped it in its beak, went to the door and threw the owl or out of the out into the storm. Then he came back and sat down as though this was a normal as talking on the telephone. Harry realized his mouth was open and closed it quickly. Where was I? said Harry, but that moment, Uncle Vernon, still ashen-faced, looking very angry, moved into the firelight. He's not growing. I mean, going, he said. Harry haggled fronted. I'd like to see a great mugger like stop him, he said. A what? said Harry, interested. A muggle, said Harry. It's what we call non-magic folks like them. And it's your bad luck you grew up in a family of the biggest muggles I've ever laid my eyes on. We swore when he took him and we put a stop to that rubbish, said Uncle Vernon. 
swore we stamp it out of him, wizard, didn't he? You knew, said Harry. You knew I'm a wizard. Knew, shrieked Aunt Petunia suddenly. Knew, of course we knew. How could you not be my cracked sister being what she was? Oh, she got a letter just like that and disappeared off to that that school and came holiday every and came home every holiday with her pockets full of frog spawn turning teacups into rats i was the only one who saw her for what she was a freak but for my mother and father oh no it was lily this lily and lily that they were proud of having a witch in the family she stopped to draw a deep breath and then went ranting on it seemed she had wanting to say all this for you then she met that potter at school and they left and got married and had you and of course i knew you'd been just the same just as strange just as abnormal and then if you please she went on and got herself blown and we got landed with you harry got very white as soon as he found his voice he said blown up you told me they died in a car crash car crash roared hagrid jumping up so angrily that he tersely scratched back into their corner how could a car crash kill lily and james potter it's an outrage a scandal Harry Potter not knowing his own story when every kid in our world knows her name but why what happened harry asked urgently the anger faded from hagrid's face he looked suddenly anxious i never expected this he said in a low very voice i had no trouble when dumbledore told me there might be trouble of getting hold of you how much you didn't know ah ah harry i don't know if i'm the right person to tell ye but someone's got to ye can't go off their hop words not no <coughs> okay he threw a dirty look at the dursleys well it's the best ye know as much as i can tell ye mind i can't tell ye everything it's a great mystery part of it he sat down and stared into the fire for a few seconds and then said it begins i suppose with a person called but it's incredible ye don't know shape everyone in the world knows who well i don't like saying the name if i can help it no one does why not gulping gaul sari people are still scared blame me this is difficult see there was a wizard who went bad as bad as you could go was then was his name was Harry gulped, but no words came out. Can you write it down? Yeah. Can you write it down? Harry suggested. Nah, can't spell it. All right, hold on. Hagrid shuddered. Don't make me say it again. Any which ways, this wizard about twenty years ago now started looking for followers. Caught them too. Some were too afraid. Just some just wanted a bit of his power. because he was getting himself powerful all right dark days harry didn't know who to trust didn't dare get friendly with strange wizard wizards of witches terrible things happened he was taken over cause some stood up to him and he killed them horribly one or the only 
places left was Hogwarts. Reckon Dumbledore's the only one you know who was afraid of. Didn't dare try taking the school. Not just in any way. Now, ye mum and dad were as good witch and wizard as I ever knew. Head boy and girl at Hogwarts in the day. Suppose the mystery is why you know who never tried to get him on his side before. Probably he knew they were too clueless. Red Dumbledore. They want anything to do in dark side. Maybe he thought he could persuade them. Maybe he just wanted them out of the way. All anyone knows is he turned up in the village where you were living. You was all living on Halloween ten years ago. You were just a year old. He came to your house and and Hagrid suddenly pulled out a very dirty spotted handkerchief and blew his nose and sound like forward. Sorry, he said, but it's sad. Me and mum and dad and nicer people, ye couldn't find him. You know who killed him. And then, and this is the real mystery of this thing. He tried to kill you too. Wanted to make a clean job of it. I suppose or maybe he just liked killing by then. But he couldn't do it. Never wonder how you got that mark on your forehead there was no there was no that was no ordinary cut that's what ye get powerful evil curse touches ye took care of your mom and dad in your house even but it didn't work on you and that's why your famous harry no one ever lived after he decided to kill them no one except you and he killed some of the best witches and wizards of the age the mechanisms the pawns the fluids and you was only a baby and you left. Something very painful was going on in Harry's mind. As Hagrid's story came to close, he saw again the blinding flash of green light more clearly than he had ever remembered it before. He could remember something else for the first time in his life. A high, cold, cruel laugh. Ha 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 Hagrid was watching him sadly. Took care from the ruined house, myself on Dumbledore's order, brought here this lot. Load of old tosh, said Uncle Vernon. Harry jumped. He almost forgotten that the Dursley's mother. Uncle Vernon certainly seemed to have got his courage back. He was glaring at Hagrid, his fists clenched. Now listen, dear boy, he snarled. I accept there's something strange about you. Probably nothing of good beating wouldn't have cured. And as for all this about your pens, well, they were weirdos, no denying it. And the world's better off without them, in my opinion. Ask for all, all they got getting mixed up with these wizarding types, just what I expect to come to sticky end. But at that moment, Hagrid left from the sofa and threw a battered pink umbrella from inside his coat, pointing him at his. And Uncle One like a sport, he said, I'm warning you, Dursley. I'm warning you one more word. In danger of being spared on the end of an umbrella by a bearded child, Uncle Vernon's courage failed again. That's better, said Hagrid, breathing heavily, heavily and sitting back down on the sofa, which this time stacked right down to the floor. Harry, meanwhile, still had. Questions was hundreds of them. 
But what happened to Wall? Sorry, I mean you know. But question Harry disappeared, vanished. Same night he tried to kill you. That make you that make you even more famous. That's the biggest mystery. See, he was getting more and more powerful. Why did he go? Some say he died. Odd flop, in my opinion. Do know if he had enough human left him him to die. Some say he's still out there bidding his time. Like, but I don't believe it. People who was on his side came back to us. Some of them came out kind of traces. Told record they could have done if he was coming back. Most of us reckon he's still out somewhere, but lost his powers. Too weak to carry on. Cause something about you finished him, Harry. There was something going on that night he had counted on. I don't know what if I was. No one does, but something about you stumped him. All right. Harry, Hagrid looked up at Harry with warm and respect blazing in his eyes. But Harry, instead of fe- feeling pleased and proud, felt uh, quite sure there had been a horrible mistake. Oh, wizard! Hey. How could he possibly be? It spent his life being clouted by Dudley, bullied by Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon. He was really a wizard. If I hadn't, they'd be turned into watery toads every time they tried to lock him in his cupboard. If he'd once defeated, defeated the greatest sorcerer in the world, how come Dudley had been, always been able to keep, kick him with a, around like a football? Hagrid, he said quietly. I think you must have made a mistake. I don't think I can be a wizard. To his surprise, Hagrid chuckled. Not a wizard, eh? Never made things happen when you were scared or angry. Hagrid looked into the fire. Now he came out to think about it. Every odd thing that never made his aunt and uncle furious with him, he happened when he, Harry had been upset or angry, chased by Dudley's gang. He had somehow found himself out of their reach, dreading. Going to school with that ridiculous haircut, he'd managed to make it grow back. And at the very last time, Dudley had hit him. Hadn't he got his revenge without even realizing what he was doing? Hadn't he set a boa constrictor on him? Harry looked at back at Hagrid, smiling, and then he saw Hagrid was positively beaming at him. See, said Hagrid. Harry Potter, not a wizard. You wait, you'll be famous at Hogwarts. But Uncle Vernon wasn't going to give it out without a fight. Haven't I told you he's not going? Yes. He's going to Stonewall High and he'll be grateful for it. I've read those letters and he needs all sort of rubbish, spell books and wants. If he wants to go, a great mugger like you won't stop him. Grow old Hagrid. Stop Lily and James Potter's son. Going there, Hogwarts, yeah, mad. His name has been down ever since he was born. He's off to the finest school of witchcraft and wizardry in the world. Seven years there and he won't he will know himself. He'll be the youngsters of his own sort for a change and he'll be under the greatest headmaster Hogwarts ever had. Albus stumbled. I'm not paying for some old fool to teach him magic tricks, felt Uncle Vernon. He had finally gone too far. Hagrid seized his umbrella and whirled it over his head. Never, he thundered, insult. Albus Dumbledore in front of me. He brought the umbrella, swishing down 
through the air to point at Dudley. There was a flash of violet light, a sound like a firecracker, a sharp squeal, and next second, Dudley was dancing on the spot with his hands clasped over his fat bottom, howling in pain. When he turned his back on them, Harry saw a curly pig's tail poking through a hole in his trousers. Uncle Vernon roared, pulling Aunt Petunia and Dudley into the other room. He cast one last terrified look at Hagrid and slammed the door behind them. Hagrid looked at his umbrella and stroked his beard. She really lost me temper, he said ruefully. But it didn't work out anyway. Meant it turned into a pig, but I suppose he was so much like a pig anyway. There wasn't much left to do. He cast a sideways look at Harry under his bushy eyebrows. Be grateful if you didn't mention that there anyone at Hogwarts, he said. I am not supposed to do magic, strictly speaking. I was allowed there to be the year to follow year and get letters to getting year stuff. One of the reasons I was keen to take on job. Why aren't you supposed to do magic? asked Harry. Oh, well, I was at Hogwarts myself, but I got expelled. Tell you the truth, in me third year, they snapped my horn in half and everything. But Dumbledore let me stay on as a great game pe- keeper. Great man, Dumbledore. Why were you expelled? It's getting late and we got lots to do tomorrow, said Hagrid Dowdy. Gotta get uh, uh, down town, get all your books and that. He uh, took off his thin black coat and threw it to Harry. You can keep under that, he said. Don't mind if it triggers a bit. I think I still got a couple of dough mice in one of these pockets.